Welcome to the second hour of the Talking Point, 11 after 10 o'clock. Coming up in this hour, we're going to be looking in particular at trauma-informed responses to gender-based violence and sexual abuse as part of our Wellness Corner discussion for this Thursday morning. Before we get to that, I wanted to continue with Salim, who was one of our callers on the open line, because I think the point that him and, and highly are raising is is an issue that we might need to look into a bit further. Is there a role that, in particular, uh, non-nationals can be playing when it comes to alerting the police around where uh, the gaps in in the system are? And since we had that call from Haile and Salim, we're getting some messages on the WhatsApp line and some people that are affirming, you know, who are saying that they're foreign nationals and they're aware of, you know, where the crime is happening in terms of the people that are printing the fake passports or the fake documents, how they're smuggling weapons into the country. So, Salim, I just wanted to continue with you because you say that as, as somebody who was born in Malawi, you've been in South Africa for around 27 years now, you are aware of how some of this crime takes place, including smuggling of weapons. Definitely, definitely, very well. Exactly. You know, my sister Kathy, the problem with the law of South Africa, you see, when it comes to police, let, let me give you an example. You are a foreigner, you're coming into the country. Go to each and every country, nearby, any country, neighboring countries or wherever. When you get into the country, out of, uh, into the border uh, of, of, of each and every country, before you go, you drive, I think, 20 or 15 kilometers, the first thing you get is the roadblock. That roadblock, it's a police, it's an army. It's not just a roadblock just for, for the traffic uh, cops or whoever. The army and the police, each and every country, you can't drive from from Messina, you pass Joba, you go to Cape Town. From there you turn, you go to Delta, you go. You can't even see, not even one roadblock in South Africa. There isn't. You can smuggle whatever you want to smuggle. You get pass through the borders from Messina to Cape Town. No one is going to stop you. No one is going to search you. What type of country is this one, South Africa? In Malawi, you can't. Go to Malawi today or tomorrow. Get into the border of Malawi. You drive for less than 10 kilometers. There's a roadblock. They're going to search you like nobody's business. They want to know what are you bringing in our country. They want to know, like, you know, they don't joke. Myself, I'm a Malawian citizen. I'm a South African citizen by, by, by residence. But when I go to Malawi this time, they don't trust me because they say, no, you are you got both citizenship. We need to know how long are you going to stay in your country and when are you going back. I cannot overstay in my own country. They're going to charge me that side. Never mind I'm coming from Malawi. They will charge me from there because it's like I'm visiting my country. I'm not permanently staying there. So, Salim, uh, Salim, are are you aware of where some of the areas that are popular or that are used for, 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 for smuggling, let's say the points of entry, are you aware of which some yes, of those might definitely, be? Definitely. What are they? You know, they are targeting, they are targeting Bedbridge. It's not only Bedbridge. Bedbridge is not only the place. How many borders do you have in, in our neighboring countries? A lot of borders. It's not only Bedbridge that are smuggling cigarettes and all that. My sister Kathy, I'm a truck driver myself. I've been driving in countries like 
I've been in TRC. I've been everywhere in Mozambique. I've been in Angola. I've been in Namibia. I've been in Swaziland. Lesotho. I'm driving everywhere. I, I know how these things are coming into the country. And that thing I'm telling you of the roadblocks, that is the very biggest thing ever that South Africa has so, to do to control yeah. the crime from outside. Mm-hmm. So, Salib, why does somebody like you not go to the police with this information? No, they don't care. Who doesn't care? They, they don't care. They don't care, my sister. I, my, my children are not even free. They're going to school. But I'm, when I'm, I'm driving like this, I don't know when I'm in trouble. What is going to happen to the children at home? When the phone call comes, what is it for? I'm, I'm worried because the country is not safe anymore. If I go to police, nobody's going to listen to me. They'll think maybe I'm just crazy like I'm, you know, there is things, you know, even, you know, Jake, uh, the minister of the police, you know, he needs to meet us. Make him, you know, you have to give him the message. You must make like, uh, I don't know, what is it, a meeting, meet some other foreign people that can give him the information. How things are happening, how can he get things done to lower this type of crime that is happening in the country? All right. There are right. so many things. Go All right, Go to Jobek, my sister. Salim, I think we're going to yeah. I think we're going to have to leave it there for this morning, uh, but but yeah, you okay. you really have 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 given us um, quite a bit in terms of just things to to reflect on, and I think being yeah. aware right of what the experience of South Africans across the spectrum is. I'll take a couple of voice notes and then we'll get into our wellness corner.